0: Alright, welcome guys to the Bolt Fitness and Performance Podcast. My name is Tom and I'm here with Coach Greg. What is up everybody? Switching up the rules today. Changing yeah. it up on you. We're going to learn a little bit about Greg here today. So this is a get to know the coach episode and uh, we're going to dive right into this. Awesome, let's right? go to it coach. So let's get to know you buddy. What has your fitness journey been like?
1: up to this point? Haven't had a fitness journey. doesn't exist.
0: Well,
1: no. Okay. No. <laughs> no um, my fitness journey, I played sports growing up for my entire life. Uh, I was big, baseball, basketball, and then kind of whatever I wanted to play, whatever was around um, when I was a kid, so I was always just involved running around. Um, and one of the biggest things I struggled with, I know, going through, is I always liked working hard, always wanted to work hard, uh, but then always ended up in some sort of injury. Um, that was like the big thing for me no matter what it was some season was always plagued by some sort of injury um, So I went and tried to get a coach had poor coaching experiences, which led to more injuries um, Which then kind of stopped my Sporting career, I guess probably wasn't gonna go very far anyway, mm-hmm. but definitely could have gone longer. Yeah. Uh, and definitely uh, Saved off some pain from that. I had to deal with so then I went to college um, I decided not to play any baseball in college, and then from there, you know, you have the buffet, you have the beer that you drink, you have all that, well, there's wonderful things of college. So I think I walked out of senior year in high school, probably about 175, and then I walked out of my freshman year about 220, and then out of my sophomore year... Um, I started to get into powerlifting um, at a facility I was at and I thought, well, powerlifting I just get to eat whatever I want this is how this works so then I walked out of sophomore year about 240 um, ish and then it was just like poor body image you were never happy with the way you look then you always had issues with eating everything that kind of came to a bad relationship with food came to a bad relationship with myself um so, then I went out to Colorado to visit my brother. And this was kind of a turning point for me. Granted, altitude, whatever you want to say, it could be reasonings, but I took a two-mile hike around this one little loop. Nothing too crazy, and I was so out of breath, like extremely out of breath. And I thought to myself, I was like, I never, ever want to feel this way again, like how I feel right now, because yeah. this sucks. And then I started to get into the field, had a couple internships then, um kind of got into the field and thought okay if this is something i want to do i want to have the ability to train people i was like i can't i can't not be in shape you know that would just be like very hypocritical of me to do that um so that's kind of what my fitness journey has looked like and now i'm sitting a nice 190 probably leaner than i ever been and have a much better relationship with food that was the biggest thing that was the hardest thing because you never knew what to eat yeah. yeah
0: develop those bad habits and bad relationships with food that sort of lead you down some of these paths
1: Yeah, well, I used to eat, like, high school, I was like, okay, I gotta start losing some weight, can't gain it, so then I went to just salads, salads, and then I hated that, because they weren't as interesting as the cheeseburgers that were there, or uh, anything else, so, and my whole family has always been food, 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 right, there's all this food around, you wanna be able to do all that, Um, but then you'd feel bad about eating that and then I was always weighing myself every single day on the scale after every single meal even so up to three wow. times a day I so I'd eat something and be like well I'm not supposed to gain weight why don't I gain weight and then I'd go out and then i play like an hour of basketball but I'd be too tired and too sore the next day and I wouldn't do anything all week and then i feel bad about myself then so I was like this, this like, cycle this rut, back this and forth yeah. Yeah, like, yeah you gotta get stuck in after a while but
0: yeah, a, that's a cycle we see a lot it presents in different ways but we see that quite often with people with Poor relationships with health, fitness, and nutrition.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely something that helps. But that's kind of what got me into it all is yeah, to learn how to navigate those things.
0: When did you pivot in school and, and do that?
1: Uh, it was actually right after that same trip. So after okay. that same trip, I had had an internship and I was interested in it. Um, and I really liked it. Um, but then after that trip, I was like, you know what? Like This is the time that I'm going to start to get into it. So I went out and had an internship out in Arizona. Um, And that was an incredible experience that I literally went out there to do the internship. So I went out there, trained like four or five days a week, got really into it, um, learned more about it. I got to work with an awesome nutritionist out there, or dietitian actually, um, that helped me learn a ton about like what can you eat, what can't you eat. It's not about losing pounds, pounds a week. It's about losing a pound a week. So I probably lost all that weight over a three-year period-ish. Nice. And that was probably the best decision I made, trying to lose it over a three-year period rather than, like, a year or six months. Like, it's important to lose the weight, yeah, but what got built then was different habits for myself. I built in different habits that now, like, it's, like, almost like new sensors that are built into my brain where it's like, all right, hold on, we've been down this road before, let's stop, let's pivot. You kind of see the amount of mistakes that you make, because you make a lot of mistakes over three years. It was up, it was down, it was up, and it was down.
0: Yeah, ultimately, that's what we—that's what we sort of see, or at least I do when I when I talk to coaches all the time and trainers and stuff like that. Uh, I think a lot of people put them in a different category, up on a pedestal, and and we're no different than everyone else. We just have the ability to learn and change a habit earlier, upstream. Right? Yeah, like, I mean you can just—we still it. struggle with everything. Oh yeah, we just learn how to manage these things in a in a better way
1: yeah and it's also like it's learning the give and take it's just it's being able to predict something that's all it is yeah. after working with enough people and you see how people have responded to it and like I work with people better now than I ever have because I have more experience now so you see where somebody where you messed up one point in time with yeah. somebody else's. Uh, so as much as it is talking to a young coach it's like a lot of it's experience and being able to see the situations that's what it is right it's just being able to be put in the situations where you've messed up in the past so you can learn and then bring it to somebody absolutely. else in a better situation absolutely
0: Nice. All right, so now you're a couple years into being a coach. hmm A lot of experiences, a lot of time under your belt, really finding your stride. What is your favorite part about being a coach now that you've had all these experiences? So I
1: did the whole, like, professional athlete thing for a little while, and that was fun. Um, but you really couldn't help them a ton. Like, yeah, you could help them. Um, uh, but you can't make as much change in the world as you can when working with kind of general population people um, and just average day people because not to say that anybody's more important than the other or whatever, but you can make more meaningful changes with the small little things now. You get to help more people. So I did the private training, can help one person at a time, but now doing this whole, like the more semi-private model, I like it a ton more because now you get to help people. So I guess at the end of the day, it's, the more people I get to see, the more people I get to talk to, I like to see the changes that it helps in their life and kind of just being able to take someone and see them not do what they thought that they could never do and now have the ability to do it. I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people, a lot of coaches run into that, like I want to train athletes and I want to do all these superstars and stuff and some people run down that. Um, and it's funny because you said like some one person's not more important than the other, right? Like right. one somebody's life's not better than the other and whatnot. And I hear that all the time. And I'm i I'm the first one to say be like, I think you're wrong. I think some lives are more important than others. Mm-hmm. Right? And and not in that like morbid kind of way. But I think if somebody wants to perform at a really high level and perform a sport, right? And that's just by choice and they want to do that, cool. Like go at it. Have a great time, right? It's a it's a great passion or a hobby of yours. But to take somebody who is near death and to give them a new lease on life mm-hmm. I, it, me me personally I'll weigh in on that and I'll be like no that's my person that I want to work with and I value that life a lot more yeah right the pro athlete they can stop and just go about their life right like they're, they're playing a sport or their training isn't pivotal to them living or dying no, and right. it's
1: so hard because you're trying to make them like .01 yeah they're already second. way up at the top there yeah
0: you know but we get the chance to like we make a huge impact on people's lives because we decide these people are more important to me mm-hmm. society as a whole is more important to me I want to level up everyone not just get a, another touchdown or another home run
1: yeah
0: kind of deal right so like I, I, I'm always with people I'm like hey There's a hierarchy in in life. And when you're about to lose yours due to poor health, I think somebody needs to throw all the chips in that basket and we need to get in on that person. So I I agree with you. You found your your spot. But now being there, what's the worst part? I hate waking up at 4.30. Yeah, I hate waking
1: up at 4.30.
0: It never gets better. (laughs) It never gets better. It's
1: really not bad in the summer, right? The summer, I'm up. The sun is like already coming out. You're happy, you're cheery, but man, it gets cold. Yeah. All I want to do is stay in bed. <laughs> I really don't mind it in the yeah. summer because I go, I go golfing later, whatever. But man, once it gets cold, it's it hard one. to get out of it's bed. It's
0: tough to get out of bed when it's cold and dark and miserable. Yeah,
1: that's that's definitely the toughest part. That's mm-hmm. not the toughest part, that's but right. you know,
0: then we get to be done
1: by dude if we want to be. So. Very true. Very true. <laughs> that kind of kinda, that kind of helps it out of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Alright, so we've, we're in winter now. We're in the worst part for you to wake up early. We know your favorite part. We know your journey. What are you currently struggling with? Let's put a pause on yesteryear and let's look forward into now. Where are you at now? What are you struggling with right now?
1: So, things I'm currently struggling with, it probably probably started once it started getting cold out. You know, you got a busy schedule. You got a busy life. You don't feel like meal prepping as much, so I haven't done as good of a job on those end of things. Um, have a little injury right now on the bottom of my heel. Little things like that are all catching up to me. Um, so the biggest struggle right now is staying consistent. Right, like I just had to have a conversation with myself about all right, what is my minimum requirement? How many days a week am I saying that I'm committing to training and what am I doing? And then actually creating a plan. Because oftentimes I'll get on this spin of like, oh, I'm just just gonna move, just gonna move. And it's easy, and then you start doing the same things over and over again, and then you start to not want to do those things. And then you make excuses not to do those things. So like last week I know I only trained twice and I was like, all right, this is not, I've been down this road before, yeah. <laughs> I've seen yeah. myself do this. So now I'm uh, going to write myself a new program, even like now recognizing that I am a little busier and the holidays are coming up, so I can't stay as consistent. And I'm not always doing my workout from here at the gym. Sometimes I have to do it from home. Um, so it's creating a program that's open enough that I could do it here or with my equipment that I have at home or at any other gym. Um, and finding, it, finding ways to make training easier, finding ways to make the time easier where I don't have an excuse to say, ah, not today. You know, um, oh, not today. So trying to create a program for myself that I can hold no matter where I am at any point in time to kind of stay on a maintenance from now until sure. we'll call it December 26th. Yeah. So as long as I stay on that maintenance there, uh, then yep. I'll be okay. But I've always gained weight during holiday season, cool. as has everybody uh, at some point in time in their life. So sure, sure. trying to create a plan for myself that is fail-proof. Yeah,
0: you got to keep it so simple that you have to try hard not to do it. Yeah. You have to go out of your way to not do it is what it sounds like.
1: Exactly. Leave it right in front of my face. Yeah, yeah. You know, That way you just have to do it. Just check the box, get it done three days Love a week. It. I mean, My minimum requirement for a while was four days a week, but now I've looked ahead of my schedule and I was like, just not going to happen. we got a reality (laughs) set in. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. So, I mean, you're traveling and stuff too. So, all the excuses that everybody else has is
0: there. I was just going to say, I'm sure there's a lot of people sitting back listening to this right now going, I feel like he's targeting me or I feel like he's in my head. He's talking about me. I can assure you, everyone listening to this, it's not like we just wrote down a conversation we had with another member and we're using that as an example, right? We're real. We're humans. We struggle with all the same stuff that everyone else does. I think the big thing that separates us is one: we're willing to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We're willing mm-hmm. to bring that demon out to the surface and let people know, "Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm dealing with, whatever yeah. it may be." Right? We struggle with all the same things. We're just open about it and we're honest about it, mm-hmm. and we just, you know, we, we gotta tackle it the same way everyone else does, right? Like you're you're struggling with the same things. Right? The holidays come with. Crazy schedules, traveling, excess amounts of food all over the place, everywhere. Parties, enjoyment, right? Like this is a great time of year to be out there, and we want to enjoy all these things, right? We do the same. It's not like we pass up all the foods, and we don't live in the gym doing that. Like, we still struggle with a lot of this stuff. We just come up with the simplest, easiest plan, and sort of reevaluate our expectations out of this. Mm -hmm. Set, like, legit, reasonable. reasonable, this is my bare minimum this is what I need to get I don't need to be a superstar all the time right <clears throat> like, we have to be honest with ourselves what are the odds I'm gonna get in gym six days this week zero, zero. <laughs> like not even, I don't even have to think about that I don't have the mental ability to do that myself right now yeah. right like we're both dealing with different things but it's like you're you address the issue I my habit of every year I gain weight over the holidays and I You know, I fall off, you're addressing it, you're tackling it head on and you're moving on with that. And you're setting a a reasonable plan, not trying to reach for the stars right now.
1: So I kind of took like a spider web method with it. I kind of tossed it out on a notebook paper and was like, this is what I want. These are my fitness goals, right? And I kind of wrote out every single thing that would be a potential issue or get in the way of it. And then I kind of built my program around that. It's kind of was the process, thought process behind it. Okay. So like every single issue, every single problem, everything that could get in my way to kind of create what a reasonable amount was. Because in my head, I was like, I should be able to do four or five days a week. Like, mm. this is no, I work in a gym, man. Like, yeah. I shouldn't, this shouldn't be a problem. Mm. Um so I kind of wrote everything in the way. And then kind of once I did that, almost like doing the math. It was like a math equation. Yeah. Finding what I need to work on. What is it? Okay, now what? Like I like sprint work. I like change of direction work. I want to lift. There are things I want to maintain. And I was like, all right, throw everything out there. Because if it sits in my head, it doesn't make any sense. Just write it all out. And you kind of look at it, take it a step back, thousand foot view away. And you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. So for me, what makes sense was three days a week. One day of sprinting, two day or one day of capacity, like aerobic fitness, and one day of lifting. So easy three days. And then I have my backup day. So if I know I have more, what am I going to do those days? So I already have a plan going into a week if I have more time. That way I'm not burning myself out. And then the only other thing I'm focusing on in this winter season, which helps me a ton, is just prioritize protein and water. That's it. Love it. As long as I do those things, I will maintain my goals and cruise into
0: ski season. There you go. You just got into the mind of a coach and literally how we break it down for everybody else. Yep. It's the same process we sit down and, and we, when we work with individuals. That's how Coach Greg literally tackles all the problems that he works with with you. He does it with himself.
1: Yeah. No, you can't. Just, just because I do it doesn't mean it's always easy. No. Right? It's not simple,
0: not easy. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All right. One rapid fire question. You got to answer it. I don't want you to think about it too much because I want this to be genuine. We're going to rewind. 15-year-old Greg Mm -hmm. walks through this door. You're like, wow, look at that stud. I'm going to give him a piece of advice. What's one thing you would tell 15-year-old Greg coming into it, knowing what you know now? You can backtrack in time. What's what's a piece of advice you'd give yourself?
1: Just move. Be consistent and move. Move two days a week. That's it. Okay. Because I, I went through periods of college where I didn't move. And I sat on my butt, ate Domino, you know, just go and move. I could have gained 30 pounds versus 50 pounds, you know, and that yeah. would have been so
0: much easier to deal with, but just move and be happy with who you are. Love it. Love it. Love yourself. Love the person in the mirror and keep moving. Have good a stuff. Have <laughs> a good one, guys. Have a good one, team.